So this morning I'm going to speak about Thanksgiving. We're going to take a break from Luke, for this week anyway, and we're going to talk about how and why we should be thankful. Now, the world understands that there is great power in positive thinking. Uh, Be positive. Think good thoughts. Anticipate that life is going to go well for you and it will go better. Um, The fact is that optimism tends to beat pessimism every time it's tried. Uh, Without a doubt, there is something to be said for the power of positive thinking. But is that all there is to the biblical concept of thankfulness? Are we simply a thankful people because, well, it's, it's good. I mean, it's positive. We, we should be thankful. Um, well, actually, we should be thankful, and it is good to be positive and all. But the fact is, we are not simply thankful because it's a good idea. We are thankful because it is true worship of God. Our thanks is not offered merely as something to keep the dark at bay. We're not simply whistling by the graveyard singing, you know, pack up your cares and smile, smile, smile because, well, hopefully things will go better. Uh, Actually, that is not the basis by which we are thankful. We are thankful, as is explained in, and we will start with Psalm 100 and go to several other passages, but let's just look here at Psalm 100. This is a psalm of thanksgiving. And what does the psalmist say? Does he say, well, give thanks because it'll make you feel better. Um, Giving thanks will make you feel better, by the way, but that's not what this is based on. First of all, when the world, Thanksgiving is a very interesting holiday, right? You look at the world and you look at at these completely secular people and they're having a Thanksgiving dinner. Exactly who are you thanking? I mean, thanking what? Who? Stars? You're going to thank your lucky stars? I mean, what in the world is it you're thanking? Uh, If you don't know what you're thanking, then how thankful can you be? I'm thankful to myself. Okay. We, as believers, we fit into this world And we understand this world because this world is a creation of God. And so we shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Shout joyfully. It is okay, by the way, to sing loud. By all means, please do. Shout joyfully to the Lord. It's okay. It's all good. If we could just find someone to play drums, we would get them up here and have drums. It's a great thing. There's nothing wrong with shouting joyfully to the Lord. We should sing loudly. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. This is, we are not simply singing praises to sing praises. We're singing praises to the creator. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with joyful singing. You know, we don't just get up and sing just because... Well, I don't know. I mean, we've always sung, right? Isn't that, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be church if you didn't sing. Uh, actually, that would be true. But the reason we sing is right here. It is a biblical thing to do. We don't just do this because, 
I don't know. Why not? No, we do this because God commands us. This is how this goes. If you're going to worship God, God has given us the ability to sing. Music is of God. When Solomon built the temple, here you've got this magnificent temple, and if you've, if you've read uh, all of the details of, of Solomon's temple, it's just it's astounding, right? He's, he's got the 12 oxen that are facing the four cardinal directions, three in each direction, and, or four in each direction. And he's got you know, the, the sea, which may very well have been filled with mercury. We don't really know. It was filled with something anyway. And, and then he's got the huge pillars, and he's, and he's got the two bronze things that are standing out. It's just tremendous. It's amazing. Everything is covered in gold and ivory. And, but you know what? The whole thing goes on, and the whole ceremony occurs, but it's not until the singers sing. Then the glory of God falls, and the glory of God appears, and they're actually driven out of the, of the actual temple building because the glory of God fills it. Why? From the singing. Singing. It is, it is to bring glory to God when we Sing. Praise God, we have great singers to lead us in worship. Do your best to sing with them. Come before the Lord with joyful singing. If you're going to come before God, be joyful and sing like you mean it. Know the Lord himself is God. Know that God is God. This is the one who creates the universe. He made us. We were made to sing. We were made to praise God. We were made to give thanksgiving. When you come here and when you sing and when you praise God and when you sing the songs that we have up here on the screen, you are doing what God has made you to do. You're fulfilling one of the purposes for which God has you. Alive. In existence. We will sing in heaven. We will sing songs in heaven. Can you imagine? We're going to get together, and even if you can't carry a note now, even if you're like, oh, you don't want me to sing, in heaven, you will sing. And you will sing on key. It will be astounding. You might want to practice up now. Even if you can't sing, it's okay. Practice up. Maybe if you can't sing on note, don't sing too loud, but that's okay. Sing anyway. This is part of coming before God. He... He made us, not we ourselves. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are the people of God. God loves us. God watches over us. God, this is why we sing. This is why, by the way, I think it's important, not to get too much into the uh, music wars, but just throw out there. This is why I think it's important to sing some new songs. If you just sing the same old songs, you know, you can get to where you sing the song and it's, have you ever worked at a job where you drive home late at night and you've been doing it for a couple of years and you suddenly pull in the driveway and go, I wonder how I got here. I I don't even remember. It's kind of scary. You know, sometimes we sing songs like that. Sometimes you just, you know, if you just sing the same old songs all the time, every, it's just the same old songs. 
you know, you're singing great words. You're singing these marvelous words to the praise of God. But while you're singing them, you're thinking about the casserole. You're thinking about the sports team. You're thinking, about, you know. And then you're like, oh, yeah, we get to the end of the song. That's right. What? Now, what song do we sing? Okay, that's why we sing new songs. Sing new songs so that you can get new words, so that you can remember what it is we're doing. Now, sometimes old songs are good, too. Um, but remember and think about and sing the words from your heart. God made us to sing. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts of praise. Now, we're obviously the church, not the temple, but it, the principle applies. We come in here with thanksgiving. We come in here with praise. We give thanks to God and bless and bless his name. Praise God, he is who he is. This is why we gather. This is why we're here. This is what we're doing. We're getting together and we're saying, we could be doing a number of things on Sunday morning. You could sleep in. You could just stay home. You could, you could I, I'd say you could get the paper, but I don't, do they print papers anymore? I, you could get the paper and read the funnies. You know, I, Get online, I guess. You could do a variety of things other than be here, but you're here. Why? Because God is important in your life, and the people of God are important to your life. And to gather with the saints of God and to get together and to be part of the body of Christ. And one of the major things that we do together, by the way, is sing. So, by all means, please sing. It's, it's part of our worship of God. We are, we are the sheep of his pasture, and we are gathered together here to give thanksgiving and to enter his courts with praise. So, Give thanks to God and bless his name. The people who pick the songs, by the way, uh, if you have ever been the person who has to pick the songs, you would be paying a lot more attention to the songs we sing. Uh, it is, it's one of those jobs that until it's given to you, you have no idea how challenging this job is. It is really, really challenging. There's a lot of good songs, but you have to pick songs. You don't want to just pick the songs you like. You might. But you want to pick songs that everyone can sing and that everyone can enjoy, and you've got to come up with new songs. And, you know, it's a very challenging thing, and praise God we have people who are willing to do that and are willing to lead us in worship. They lead us in worship. The Lord is good. That's why we, we're thankful to God. We're not thankful to God just because he's going to, who knows what. You know, he's not threatening us. We, we're thankful to God because he's good. Thank you, Lord, that you are so good. His loving kindness is everlasting. At the right hand of God are pleasures forevermore. When we arrive in eternity, when we make our way to eternity, we will experience Pleasures of God that haven't even crossed our minds. That's what God has designed us for. I, I, you know, this world is this great place. Now, exciting things can happen in this world. Evil can happen in this world. Wickedness can occur in this world. But the fact is, this world has an amazing number of great things that God has created. Uh, one of the crazy things about this virus that's floating around is apparently when you get it, you lose your sense of smell. One of those things, I, I think, until you lose your sense of smell, you probably don't appreciate just how, how many things you associate with smell. 
And if you lost your sense of smell, how many things would disappear? And would uh, smell is one of those things that brings back really deep memories. Uh, chances are, if you like the smell of, say, burning wood, it's because it brings back campfires. And when you were a kid and all that great stuff that went on around campfires, it just, it just brings back. Well, we need to find ourselves worshiping God for all the good things he gives us. Sense of smell, sense of sight, taste. This world, God could have made a very bland Shade of gray world, not giving us color, not giving us, you know, food could just be whatever, you know, eat white rice, that's it, you're done. Or even less, you know, it's, it's like, okay, you're not going to enjoy eating, you just eat because you're going to die if you don't. It doesn't taste good, no one cares about it, you just kind of do it. Okay, no, no, God made food to enjoy. It's okay. We should do that, and we should worship God while we're doing it. Thank you, Lord. You've given us taste buds and the sense of smell and sight. And the food is, it looks great and it tastes great. All these things are from the hand of God. So his loving kindness and for eternity. By the way, you're going to eat in heaven, just so you know. It'll be okay. It'll be perfect food. Can you imagine? I, I think we've never actually tasted perfect food, no matter what it is you think you've tasted. Because you don't have a perfect smell and perfect taste buds, and, but we're going to. So this is, this is what God is doing. This is why we should be thankful. Now, I want to go through a number of passages in the Old and New Testament that just talk about, because this is a theme that runs through the whole Bible. We should be the most thankful people ever. Be thankful. You may be thinking, well, there's a number of really terrible things going on in the world. Yeah, there may be. Terrible things going on in the world. Be thankful that God is in charge and the day is going to come where he's going to make all things right. We can still be thankful. First Chronicles. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His loving kindness is forever. God is good. If you've tried to preach the gospel to people, if you've tried to share the gospel with people, here's what you're up against. People whether they realize it or not, the reason they don't want to believe the gospel, the reason they resist the gospel, the reason that they think you're a kook for believing the gospel is because they don't really think God is good. Not really. They think maybe God is something other than good. They're certainly not going to entrust God with their life. I mean, you can trust God with your life if you want to, but they're not going to entrust God with their life. That's the issue. The issue is, do they believe God is good? Because if you do believe God is good, and you do believe that God gave his own son to die for us, then you can't help but give your life to God. Of course you want to give your life to God. After all, God is good. And this, of course, is exactly what it says. So give thanks to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Could you imagine, just stop for a second and imagine that God was not good. Imagine an omnipotent, omniscient being who is not good. Just think about what kind of world that just might be like. Praise God and be thankful that God is good. His loving kindness, everlasting. Everlasting. Just, by the way, as the psalm said. 
The Psalms are filled. I think there's like 54 times the Psalms talks about thankfulness. So just a few of them. I give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell of your wonders. Tell of the wonders of God. Contemplate the wonders of God. If you don't find yourself, at least occasionally, if you have opportunity to get online and to watch stuff, watch some of the nature shows. You may, depending on just how crazy they get on the whole evolutionary thing, you may need to turn the sound down, but the photography is astounding. They will take you into the wonders of God. They may not give a a, a word of credit to God. That's okay. They, They don't need to. You just need to look at the creation of God. Can you imagine the sense of humor that God must have? You just look at these animals. You look at the stuff that they're doing and and have an appreciation. Look at the wonders of God and speak of the wonders of God. And be thankful. Be thankful that God is a wonderful God. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. That is, uh, you know, the instrument. Sing praises to him with a harp of ten strings. So we've got guitars and harps. By the way, if you're out there and you play the guitar, <clears throat> we could use you. You know, uh, don't be hiding out there if you've got skills. Uh, if you can play the piano over here, we could use that too. Uh, it, is, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises with stringed instruments. It's good to sing praises to the Lord with Clashing cymbals, which is why it's okay to have drums. Um, It's okay. I mean, if Miriam got up and started with the tambourine, right? We've got tambourines, by the way. If Miriam gets up with the tambourine and and starts, you know, tapping the tambourine to the music, what? Oh, sit down, Miriam. Sit down. We don't we don't do tambourines. Really? I've been to Jamaica, by the way. They do tambourines. It is great. It is just great. It's it's good. It's okay. It's all right. Sing loud. Have drums. Have tambourines. Have guitars. It's biblical. It's all good. Give praises to the Lord. Enter his gates, again, with this verse, with thanksgiving and his courts of praise. Just... Make sure that when we come in here, this is what we do. We're in here with praise and thanksgiving on our lips. Why? Because we serve such a great God. We serve the King of kings and Lord of lords. We serve the greatest God of all. And make sure and tell your face, right? Make sure you get in here. And when we show up, this should be a place of worship, of praise, and of thanksgiving. Isaiah says this, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will give thanks to your name. For you have worked wonders, plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. When we think about who God is and what he's doing, one of the great amazing things to study the scriptures is to see the prophecies that were given in the Old Testament One of the reasons why we study the Old Testament and then watch the faithfulness of God as he carries out all the promises that he made in the Old Testament. And if you want one amazing promise, one astounding promise, where are the Babylonians? Anybody anybody know where the Babylonians are? Edomites? Anybody know where the Edomites are? Anybody? anybody? The Philistines? 
the Gergeshites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites. I, you know, just where are all these nations? What, where, where are they? Where's Israel? Uh, yeah, what do you know? And no one has done more to try to stamp out a country than this world has done to the Jewish people and to the nation of Israel. And yet they're God's people, and they're still here. And God is faithful, and God has promised. And even though there's been multiple, just search history, they are continuously trying to exterminate the Jews. Don't do it. Why is that? Why is it that you can find people who are Jewish? Those ancient civilizations, many, most of them, have just kind of died out. Not the Jews. They're still with us. Why? Because God is faithful to his word. It's it's an astounding thing. He has worked wonders performed long ago with perfect faithfulness. Praise God, right? I am thankful. Because that means that my life and the plan that God has for my life and the things that God is doing in my life and the things that God is doing in your life, the person that you're married to, the children that you've had, your parents, all of these relationships, the person who moved in next door to you. You're kidding me. God wanted that person to move in next door to me? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. God gave you your coworkers. And you said God is good, huh? Yeah. No, God gave you your coworkers. Yes. Praise God that he is in charge and that he has plans And he is at work in our life. It is important we recognize it. And so our thankfulness is, once more I want to be clear, our thankfulness is not just a matter of, well, i got to have a positive attitude. No, we need to genuinely be thankful. This isn't just a matter of having a positive attitude. This isn't just a matter of, well, you've got to give thanks because you're... No, we give thanks because to the core of our being, we believe God is at work in us. He's at work in our lives. God is at work in your marriage. God is at work with your children. God is at work at your work. God is at work in your neighborhood, our state, our country, our world. God is at work. And we have a responsibility to continue to be faithful to God and to praise his name. You look at our world, you're like, oh, our world is just... You can get to where you, you don't even want to know about it anymore. It's like it's just like the place has gone insane. And in many ways it has. It's gone insane because it's fled from God. And it's denied that there is a God. And it denies that God has any role to play in this world. And that is, in fact, insanity. And so we need to bring back sanity. There is a God. There is a plan. He is in charge. And oh, by the way... When you step out of this life, you're going to give an account to God for your life. And you might want to think about that now. It'd be, in fact, very important for you to consider that before you step out of this life. Because forgiveness is available. Reconciliation is, is available. All of the things that God offers to us, the love and, and the compassion, and the, it's all here. It won't be there if you don't get it here. That's a message we need to bring to the world. They don't want to hear it. They've never wanted to hear it. They've never wanted to hear it. But guess what? Guess who's here to to tell them? Us. I mean, if not us, who? 
If not now, when? And guess what? It's the plan of God for you to be here. It's the plan of God for us to be the ones to carry out his work at this time. That's the plan of God. Aren't you thankful for that? Well, we should be anyway, right? We should be thankful that, okay, Lord, you put me in these times. You put me in these challenging times, these trying times, these times in which it would, by all appearances, the world is less likely than ever to hear the truth about who you are. That's more the reason to stand up and to speak it. All the more reason to stand up and speak it. And if you need encouragement, look at Noah. Because we're not Noah. We got more people in here than he had on the ark. So God is clearly at work. And it's not like we're Noah, but if you need encouragement, remember Noah stayed faithful, even though the whole world did not want to hear. Daniel. Now, towards the end of Daniel's life, now in Daniel, the, the, the king had signed the decree saying, they got him to sign the decree saying, no one can make requests of anyone except of you, O king. Oh, that sounds good. So he signs it. Now, when Daniel knew that the document was signed, he entered his house. Now, in his roof chamber, he had windows open towards Jerusalem. And he continued kneeling on his knees three times a day, praying and giving thanks before his God. Daniel gave thanks to God three times a day, planned at least three times a day, I'm going to deliberately get on my knees and thank God. Daniel is one of the few guys in the whole Old Testament that nothing bad is said about him. Joseph's the other one. Daniel makes a deliberate effort at least three times a day to give thanks to God. I don't have to be legalistic about it, but let's face it, that's a, that's a really good example to follow. That is, that is a great thing to think about. I mean, we all got phones, you know, set, some, set, a, set a thankful alarm. Oh, my thankful alarm went off. Okay, Lord, what am I thankful for? You know, got the technology, right? I mean, go for it. And take time every day to thank God. Paul. Paul writes in the book of Romans, any number of places, just a few of them here. He writes to the church at Rome, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all. So he's, he's thankful for the church at Rome. Um, the world in Romans 1, their problem, the whole problem of the world, when you look at Romans 1 and you watch the descent, right? You watch the world make their way all the way to the bottom. Their first step down the downward slope is when they knew God, they worshipped him not as God, neither were they thankful. Oh, they knew there was a God, but they weren't thankful about it. In fact, They denied God and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. And so God gave them up. And God gave them up. And God gave them up. Until you get to the bottom. And by the way, in my lifetime and in the lifetime of many of you, in our lifetime, we have watched this country go from a country that had a public allegiance to God, maybe not all you'd like it to be, but when I went to public school, when I was in grammar school, we prayed the Lord's Prayer every day before we started school. Could you imagine that? But we did. You prayed the Lord's Prayer and said to pledge allegiance to the flag. And that happened all over the country. 
to where we are now. That's just one lifetime. And God has given us up. And as a nation, we are at a place that we are at a serious crossroads. We better pray that, and we better speak. And we better be faithful and true and, and declare our thankfulness to God for who he is. This is the moment to do that. This is the moment to be an example of what it is to be a servant of God. And to give thanks. We were the slaves of sin. Now we're not. We, we were on the road to destruction. Now we're not. We thank God for everything. That's who we are. We're the most thankful people on the planet. Why? Because we give great thanks to God. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always. Give thanks to the Father, he tells the Colossians, who has qualified us to share the inheritance of the saints in life. Can you imagine? You are actually, as a believer, qualified to share in the inheritance. Jesus is going to share the inheritance. He is going to inherit everything. He gets it all. And guess what? We're co-heirs with Jesus. We should be thankful for that. When life is really exciting and you're really tempted to, to, to give up or to think, oh, see, life is terrible. Okay, I am a co-heir with Christ. All that Jesus gets in heaven, I'm going to get a portion of it. I am a joint heir with Jesus. Wow. You just hardly wait. I'm so thankful for that. Be thankful for that. He tells the Colossians, great verse, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him. Be thankful that God is who he is. Guess what? We know what this world is all about. This is the creation of God to bring glory to God and that we can come here and live and breathe and have our being in God and worship God. That's why we're here. We're here to worship God. We are here to gather the saints of God and to go out and to make disciples of all those who wish to be saints of God. That's what Jesus told them. Go into all the world and make disciples. This is right after he got done saying, all power is given unto me. And he could have commanded us to do anything. But what it was was, go, make disciples. Teach them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And I'll be with you always, even if you go to the ends of the earth. Even all the way to Del Rio. I know it's, I, even here, Jesus is with us. Yes. Yes. And we can carry that out. That is what God has called us to do. And when we do that, we're doing what God wants us to do. Be thankful. Make disciples. Sing praises to God. Give the sacrifice of praise. This is, this is who we are. In everything, give thanks. This is the will of God. This is what God has called us to do. Thanksgiving is this fantastic, wonderful holiday that we have every year. Once a year, we have an opportunity to actually stop and give thanks. And by the way, of course, up next is Christmas, right? Is the birth of Christ. And you kind of put those together. You can talk to people about how thankful you are that God sent his son. Let's merge these two holidays here for just one moment as you speak to people and say, it's interesting that Christmas comes right after Thanksgiving because I'm so thankful that God sent his son, right? It's a great conversation to have with folks. 
have it. Trust that God is with you while you're having it. Trust that God is at work in your life when you carry out that conversation. If people don't respond positively to that, that is on them, not you. We are called to be a thankful people. It's who we are. And we don't simply do it to just put on a positive attitude. We do it because from the depth of our soul, we understand God is at work. And God is at work in our lives. And we are thankful for the work of God. We're thankful for what God is doing and transforming us and making us into the image of his son. That's what God's doing. And we should be thankful for that. And sing about it. Praise God. Glad we're here. All right. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we desire to be a more thankful people. It's easy, Lord, to be discouraged. It's easy to look at our world and count up the things that would seem to be going wrong, but the fact is, Lord, you are still on the throne. You are still in charge. And we can be greatly thankful that you are going to work all things together for good to those who love you. So even when circumstances beyond our control seem to go in a way we'd rather they didn't, the fact is you are going to use those circumstances. And you're going to bring honor and glory to yourself. And we can continue to praise you and thank you and to the depth of our being genuinely produce a thankfulness that you are a God who loves us, a God who is faithful and true and who rules over this world. The day will come, Lord. The day will come when the righteous will be rewarded and those who chose not to be righteous will see justice. That is the day we can be thankful is coming. And so, Lord, may we praise you. May we praise you for who you are. And may you continue to work in our lives to do your will and good pleasure. We ask in the name of your Son. Amen.